Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Hello, Batista. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you. Yes, everyone. We're so excited to have Batista here. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman. We are taking you from overwhelmed and burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And today we have a fitness influencer extraordinaire. I can't wait to tell you all about the wonderful things that Batista has done. And this is so important to our listeners because on the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show, we're living life through seven pillars of abundance and fitness is the number two pillar. So this is a really, really hot topic for our listeners. So I'm going to tell my audience a little bit about your awesomeness So Batista Grimaud is the CEO and president of Dr. Fitness International. She is a strength training expert. She is the number one best-selling author of Feminine Body Design and Empowering Fitness for a Pain-Free Life. She is a co-creator of the Feminine Body Design and an online strength mentoring system. She is also the producer of the Dr. Fitness USA show, which I was just thrilled to be a guest. And this show received most outstanding fitness show. She also writes for the Heart of Hollywood magazine, and she has been featured in such publications as the Los Angeles Tribune magazine and Voyage LA. So Batista, tell us your story. How did you go from your childhood to your adulthood to becoming this fitness influencer? Well, I am from Switzerland originally, if you uh, wonder about my accent. So I originally the French part of Switzerland. I grew up on a farm. I have my parents were both artists. My mother was a, a ballet dancer. My father was a mime. So I grew up with the art and my only dream was to become a ballerina, which that's what I did. So I made my career as a dancer. Eventually, after some injuries, I went from ballet to flamenco dancing, uh, which brought me to Los Angeles, basically traveling. And I had a beautiful career, very successful for many, many years, uh, dancing flamenco, teaching and, uh, you know, working a lot. Yeah, that studio. The thing is, uh, even though dancing seems very glamorous, it is also very hard on the body. And uh, I had a lot of injuries, and uh, my injuries were really getting the best of me. I was not able to really recover from them. It was just only getting worse, even though I was doing everything that I thought 
um, possible to to recover, you know, all the modalities, the chiropractor, acupuncture, uh, the massage, the positive thinking, Reiki, you name it, hypnosis. I had tried it all. It was just getting worse. And one day I had like a moment of clarity because I was very much into meditation and, you know, that power of the mind and all this uh, stuff. And one day I was in a meditation class and the topic was body, mind, spirit, integration. And I went like, wait, body, mind, spirit, what, what's happening with the body part of it, right? Because my body was not keeping up with the program, you know. And, um, and I looked around the room and I saw a lot of suffering, you know, my friends uh, we were all meditating into this airy fairy kind of, I call it now in a way, because um, it didn't make sense. I, I thought that there was a piece of the puzzle I was missing because my body was just falling apart. And at that moment, I, I prayed, I meditated, and I made an intention that I wanted to find that piece of the puzzle missing to recover my body. And the next day I met Dr. Fitness USA, Stephen Hersey. And, you know, he's kind of buff and it was by accident. Of course, there's no accident, right? Right. So and, how did you guys meet? Uh, okay. So I, ha I was at a restaurant where I was going to put a show together in Marina del Rey in California, Los Angeles. And uh, I was waiting for the owner to talk to him about the show and Stephen came for lunch <laughs> and uh, he, the service was kind of slow. So we made eye contact and um, then he, he walked by my table, which was conveniently placed like on the way to the bathroom. So he pretended, you know, to go to the bathroom and walk by my table and he stopped and he said, well, um, who are you? And I said, well, I'm Batista. And I said, well, who are you? And he said, I'm an international body designer. And it's like my jaw dropped. And I said, that's what I need. I had just prayed and made an intention, right? So he sat down, we had a conversation and his conversation was, and still is very unique. As a professional dancer, I had a lot of knowledge in fitness, exercise, you know, and I thought I knew it all, except that I didn't, right? Because I, I wasn't able to recover my injuries. But uh, I found his conversation very intriguing. And so I made an appointment. Then I went to visit him at his office. And then I basically hired him. And uh, I found myself at Gold's Gym Venice. That's where he used to teach his program back then. And, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks, my backache was gone. My frozen shoulder was healed. My, my knee injuries were, I mean, you know, I recovered all my injuries very, very rapidly, like so rapidly. And so I, um, to make a long story short, I married him. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to make sure you never got injured again. So you married the well, your injuries. That's <laughs> somebody marrying a plastic surgeon to make sure they can always have the best plastic surgery. Well, it wasn't exactly the reason why I'm 
marry him, but I was very intrigued by his knowledge and his system because I, I had done a lot of things. And so I, we became very close because I really picked his brain, you know, I I wanted to know everything. I started researching. In the process of doing all the research, I wrote a couple of books. One of them is a number one bestseller. And also started writing a lot of uh, articles because I found I found everything so fascinating. And I realized, but well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, you know, and, and I knew a lot. And then I look around and I see that a lot of people don't know that either. You know what I mean? So I, I started having this um, passion for writing and educating and, you know, because a lot of people are suffering. We get a little bit older, you know, the, the aches and pains, a lot of people are really suffering. And yeah, so that's how it happened. So what were some of the things that Stephen taught you to do? I know we don't have to, time to get into his whole program, but what were a couple of the biggest things that healed your injuries that you weren't doing before? Okay, well, first of all, the programs that he teaches is all based on strength training. So it's all about lifting weights, yeah. okay, weightlifting. But we don't call it bodybuilding. We call it body design because the philosophy is very different than anything that's in the fitness industry. It's all, all based on feeling good and ergonomics and never doing anything that's uncomfortable all right so he developed a system he has it down to a science right it's the sequence of exercises it's the number of reps the number of sets it's the it's, it's just the whole thing put together that makes it unique and and very effective it's all based on a postural alignment it's based on um, correcting muscular imbalances but it's also based on uh, you know it teaches like to never do anything that's uncomfortable and that is based on feminine energy so the the program is based on balancing male and female energy if I if that makes any sense because the fitness industry is very male energy oriented you know come on let's do more boot camps you know all these activities and especially for women it's very hard and that's one of the reasons why many women don't get to really keep up and stay with the program because after a while you know we are run by a lot of male energy where we're we're mothers and you know when you're a mother you give so that's male energy to the child right then right. we're wives so you take care of your husband you you know we, we do a lot of things that are male energy and now we're professional women so we work you know and so the balance between male and female often is really out of balance so then we we get injured we gain weight something happens and then we say oh i'm gonna get in shape we hire a personal trainer we go to the gym and now we're compounding more male energy right come on let's do it so so that's one of the main things for me that was a really a revelation because as a professional dancer trust me the show must go on regardless, you know what I mean? And that is also very male energy. 
focus. So that was one of the main things that made a huge difference for me. But of course, the system itself is really what works the magic, right? Because it, it, it's, it's a phenomenal program, very unique. I love that he marries, uh, you know, masculine and feminine energy with fitness, because that's something that we teach a lot on the show. And I teach to my clients because we want to magnetize abundance. We want to magnetize opportunity. We don't want to push and exhaust and burn out. So that's very interesting that you could also work out in a feminine way. And it's very counterintuitive because most women think that weightlifting and resistance training is masculine. So what, what are some other common fitness myths about training from all your research and all your years working with Steven that you can bust for us today? We want to well, get the, the myths busted. <laughs> <laughs> Myth busting. Okay. So the weight loss myth, even though there's more and more research and more information, you know, about cardio versus strength training, but still, if you go to the gym or you talk to the majority of people they say oh I want to lose weight and so they go to cardio you know they go to elliptical they go they they say oh I walk I run I do this I do that but really in actuality cardio really burns a certain amount of calories while you do it but that's about it and you know you can't sculpt fat right so you can lose a little bit of weight but cardio is not going to build muscle Okay. And what happens is a lot of uh, people do a lot of cardio, a lot of electrical and a lot of things like this. And sometimes they have strong legs, but then what about the upper body? So they they end up with a body that's really out of balance, Mm -hmm. you know, however, if you work the body as a whole and you actually do strength training and build muscles, then you're going to boost your metabolism because muscle actually boosts your metabolism it you know it helps to burn more calories so not only will you burn the calories while you are doing the exercise but also 72 hours after the exercise you continuously burn calories because the muscles have to repair so burn we love the afterburn Exactly. So you make more, you know, for that hour of working out. Now you're you're really making the most out of it. But also, then you have extra benefits because then you get this more toned, sculpted body. And if you are working out on a balanced program, then you know you can really uh, put your body back into balance and avoid injury get stronger and then stay stronger through the ages because another thing that people sometimes fail to realize is muscle mass is what we lose when we get older but don't think that you start losing muscle mass when you're in your 60s you start losing muscle mass when you're in your 30s okay even 20s some people say and i believe it so the, the maximum muscle building where you get at your peak, I think it's 18 for men and 24 women. 
or maybe the other way around, I forget. But that's the peak of building muscle. After that, if you're not doing a muscle building activity, it starts going down. Now, you don't notice it, okay, because you're young and whatever. But when you get to be in your 40s and 50s, now the hormones start changing, and this is when the people really start noticing, but they don't associate it with the muscle loss a lot of times, okay? They just say, oh, you know, it's just I'm getting older or whatever, and, and now I start having, um, you know, diabetes or heart problems or whatever. But what people don't realize is muscle mass actually provides the necessary amino acids to uh, the for the proper functioning of all the internal organs so a lot of people don't associate muscles to health yes i think that all the latest research research that you're sharing about points to resistance training as the key to longevity it even fights against alzheimer's uh, osteoporosis, and then brain health. So I know you've done a lot of research and you've written about the connection. Actually, I want to talk, I'm going to put that question on hold one more second, because I do want to delve a little bit more into weight loss. So that's your next question. Talking about resistance training, weight loss, cardio, do you recommend to your clients to do any cardio if they want to lose weight or is it just resistance training okay look at it's good to do cardio also right even though you know if you have a lot of people the first excuse for not working out is lack of time okay so if you're in a restrictive amount of time then do the thing that you're going to get the most benefit from but of course you know i look I am not a cardio person, I tell you, but I love walking. So I walk fast, okay? And I make sure that I get my, you know, two, three times a week when I'm not training, in between training or after training. Because when you do the training, you want to give it your all. It's called strength training. So people also sometimes think, oh, I do my treadmill before I go do the weightlifting. Don't do that. Do the weightlifting separate. It's an entity separate where you want to have your entire energy to do it so you can make leaps. But cardio, yes. I think cardio is great. I think yoga is great. I think everything is great. Just know what and when to do it to maximize the benefits. And if you're short on time, then pick the one thing that's going to give you the most benefit. I totally agree. I focus primarily on weightlifting and then two, three times a week, I'll do yoga and walking to supplement it. And I think that's what you're describing. So it's good to know that I'm on track. Now let's talk about diet, snacking. I know there's so many philosophies, paleo, vegan, keto. Um, what do you what do you do personally and what do you recommend to your clients who are wanting to lose weight as far as diet? Is it eating intermittent fasting or is it four to six mini meals a day? Like give us like a summary of your philosophy of food. Okay. So as dancer, I've done it all. Okay. My whole life. I've been on every diet that and you know. 
every diet imaginable. And where that led me is nowhere, okay? Because when at the end of the day, when I found myself bankrupt <laughs> physically, you know, it's like, wait, what happened? So I also had to change my entire philosophy on that. I think that having balance is a good thing. <laughs> so, you know, I was vegan or vegetarian for a long time. And I, and again, I tried a lot of different things. And there's so much controversy, okay? So much controversy. But, you know, having the show, the Dr. Fitness USA show, we interview a lot of interesting people. And there is actually a lot of science that says that meat eating, actually, as human beings, we actually should eat meat for, you know, having the maximum muscle, muscular um, potency and all these um, um, amino acids and everything. And to be quite honest, I... I started eating some chicken and turkey a little bit. And I have to say, I feel a lot better and I feel a lot stronger. So, you know, there are bodybuilding competitors that are entirely vegan and it works for them, whatever. I think that just don't go into extremes. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of time that problem that people are doing and that's certainly what I did because remember it's like the pendulum it swings right so if you are cutting a food group out of your diet then there are going to be repercussions and eventually the pendulum swings the other way and I think this is what people are experiencing with all the different dieting and all the different things I think just a good healthy balanced diet if you don't want to eat meat don't eat meat but then make sure to to do your best to have enough protein to feed the muscles because yeah. you need muscles to be healthy and of course the the regular things such as sugar you know processed food I mean the thing that we kind of know already maybe some people don't but common sense and if you can't pronounce it <laughs> don't eat it you know all the chemicals and everything like there was a book about that right if if you if your grandmother can't read it or something like this then don't eat it because it's I've probably not that. that i like that that's a tweetable guys if you can't read it don't eat it because there are a lot of chemicals and additives especially in the american diet you know it's so funny because americans are so paranoid of carbs and I remember when I was in college and I lived in Italy and every night we would go to dinner and we'd all have a loaf of bread, like four people would split a loaf of bread and I lost weight. And I was like, how could I lose weight eating so much bread? But it's the additives and preservatives, they yeah. slow metabolism and they make it harder to lose weight. So I, I totally agree. And that brings me to my next question. Are carbs really the enemy? People are very paranoid of carbs. I think that you have to choose your carbs because not all carbs are created equal. You know, like a sweet potato is not the, the same thing as a candy. Yes. <laughs> right. So I think it's not so much the carbs. It's the it's what you're eating. There are I think that carbs are necessary 
to the uh, brain health and, and you know I'm not a nutritionist so I'm not going to give a uh, uh, professional advice on nutrition because I'm not a nutritionist but I know that not all calories are created equal and not all carbs are created equal and not all protein are created equal so choose wisely but the carbs are not your enemy if they were the enemy then you know they it's the processed food yes the processed food absolutely so what is your diet like do you do the four to six mini meals a day or do you do the intermittent fasting do you eat three meals a day no snacks like what what is you what is working for you what works for me is I have a, a good nutritional protein shake in the morning with my greens, my protein, because I'm not a morning eater. I, if I didn't have the protein, I would skip breakfast. And I know that that's not good, right? So I have to have that that good breakfast that makes a big difference for me because I'm the type of person naturally that I get really involved with my work and my projects and I forget to eat. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm starving and then that's not good. You want to avoid that. Okay. Definitely avoid that. So I have my good protein shake in the morning, protein, greens, berries, whatever, you know, just a very nutritional uh, breakfast. Then I would have lunch, maybe, I don't know, I, I'm I'm not a morning person, so my breakfast is not that early. <laughs> so my lunch may be around um, two o'clock or something like that. And I might have, you know, whatever is in the fridge, I guess, uh, uh, tofu sandwich or uh, salad or something with chicken or um, I eat a lot of egg whites because I think that they are low in calorie and they're very nutritional nutritionist and uh, nutritional and that uh, they have a lot of protein and that's the one thing that I am trying to eat more of is protein because uh, after listening to a couple of our guests on our on our show, the Doctor Fitness USA show, I have become more and more aware of the importance of, of really eating more protein. So, and I don't, I'm not crazy about red meat or any of that's my choice. So, egg white is a good is a good thing. So, and it's so easy to make, right? So easy to make it so fast. And then, so that's it. And at night I just might have, uh, again, maybe some turkey with a vegetable, um, you know, just what else? What? Yeah. Do you eat fruit, uh, Batista? Not very much fruit. I have my fruits in my drinks in the morning and uh, I say maybe uh, a tangerine, couple of tangerines and apple, but no, I'm not a big fruit eater. I'm a big vegetable eater. Yes. Love. Vegetable. I think protein and vegetables, if you are wanting to sculpt your body, is totally the way to go. And to back up to my question that I almost asked before I finish this uh, topic of weight loss myths. What is the connection that you found in your research between brain health and muscles? 
that is one of my favorite topics because it's so important and and uh, and so obscure. So many people not, don't realize the, all the research. Okay, where do I start? First of all, strength training the first thing strength training does before it builds muscle it strengthens the nervous system mm. that's huge yes. and, and that is something that Stephen, dr fitness usa has been teaching for 55 years and now the research backs it up which is very exciting this is why his system is is so powerful because he can increase a person's strength by 20 to 50 percent and if we work in person that could happen in 20 minutes but the research shows that the strength training the physical strength training increases strengthen the nervous system now look at the the repercussion of what that means physical and emotional strength are connected. So people are, are really running their lives under a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And I like to compare it to like the electrical panel in your house. If the electrical panel is outdated and are on overload, then what happens? It's going to blow a fuse. And it's the same thing with the body and the nervous system. If you are running to much stress and you're on overload and you go 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 right and then even even working out you continuously putting that stress and it's coming back to what we talked about in the beginning the male female energy right, right. so what happens is the nervous system is going to blow a fuse right so strengthening the nervous system is the like the number one stress management tool that can bring a person back to their center. Mm -hmm. So what it's, does it look like when the nervous system blows a fuse? Is that like burnout, fatigue? Is that a nervous breakdown? Like, what is that? Thank you for asking. It can be anything. It can be cancer. It can be a disease. It can be a breakdown. It can be... It can be anything. Everybody will react differently, right? But when the, the nervous system is responsible for movement, feelings, it's really basically responsible for all the functions of the body. When the nervous system breaks down, heart attack, anything, injuries, it, the body won't be able to, to recover. And so everybody will have a different... Uh, a different um, outcome but the nervous system also is responsible for the healing of the body so if you can strengthen the nervous system get back into your center and find that balance within then now you're giving uh, your body a chance to to heal and to be you know and to be okay and i attribute this greatly to the the recovery of my injuries as well definitely mm -hmm. so, so that's one thing yeah okay go ahead what do you do to find your balance and recover from life from workouts from stress like do you have a practice uh is it meditation is it walking is it 
Yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's a, it's a, little, a little bit of a lot of things. So yeah. first of all, the workout for me is my number one to go place to really stress, keep myself strong and balanced. So I that's sacred. I go a minimum of three times a week, sometimes more. This week we just moved, so we're only probably going to crack two trainings. Very rarely, I think in 15 years, it's probably the only time that, I, that I've gone less than three times. But that's my number one thing, okay? So that's the priority. Uh, What's that? Even when you're traveling on vacation, you and Steven will prioritize two or three resistant workouts in a week? Absolutely. We find uh, gyms, and there are gyms everywhere in the world, everywhere. There's no excuse, guys. <laughs> and it's fun because it's a new experience, right? So, yeah, we prioritize. That's the priority. Then uh, another thing is that I'm a meditator, so I meditate. I practice. Um, it's a it's a type of qigong, but it's something that is less uh, known. It's called shintao. It's something that I practice uh, regularly. It's a, some type of a qigong like movement meditation, and uh, so I do that. I walk about two, three times a week. Uh, I love to do that. And I love taking naps. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am a huge fan of naps. I love it. Yeah. So let's ask. Like a good... Go ahead. Yeah, even if it's five minutes. Yes, I call that a disco nap. Yes. You know why it's called a disco nap? Because if you're working and then you want to go out with your friends to the club and you're tired... You take a five-minute disco nap, and then you can dance all night. So that's why I call it a disco nap. So there you go. <laughs> even five minutes is better than nothing. So let's talk yes. about how, Batista, how can we conquer the three biggest uh, things that stop people from working out? Back pain, stress, and fatigue. What advice do you have about those three things? Okay, so fatigue understand that that's a big epidemic right fatigue is huge okay but understand that when you do work out okay when you do the strength training when you do the walking and you get the oxygen and you get stronger physically emotionally mentally when you do the right things for your body the body says thank you and you will not be as fatigued people and myself included before i found out better is that when you are injured or when you're fatigued that you need to rest hey resting is great and it's huge but you gotta keep it in balance okay so no excuse do the right thing do your training eat your the food that are going to that is going to energize you and you your body will thank you and you just simply won't be as fatigued and then do rest because a lot of times we go 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 
Okay. And there's always the next thing to go, but the resting part is as important as the workout part, because that's when the body recovers. Yeah. Right. People don't realize that. I know when I first met my husband, he was working out every morning at 5.30 and he only got like five hours sleep and he was thinking that he was doing the right thing for his health because he was prioritizing working out over sleep. But then I was explaining to him that sleep is as much a part of gaining muscle as working out. And now he's sleeping a lot and he's never been stronger. So yeah, I do think that a lot of people do not realize what an important role sleep plays in recovery and in fitness. Absolutely. You know, when somebody, when we say like, uh, uh, how often do you work out? And they say, I work out every day. I go, Whoa. Great. <laughs> Not so great, right? You do need to take that those time off. And uh, I, you know, I'm kind of a late nighter, but I do try to get my seven hours, you know, and, and my little naps in the afternoon. It's so important. The body needs the rest. You can't, you know, it just needs it. That's part of what it needs and you got to give the body what it needs to, to survive. So, yeah, so it's come back to balance. Okay. And, and back pain, and I had so many injuries personally. All right. And I see this a lot is that um, when somebody is injured, they sometimes often think that this is just the way it's going to be. So they adapt their lifestyle to the pain. Mm-hmm. In other words, they learn to live with the pain. Okay. But also they think that they need to baby the pain in a way. Oh, I can't do this because I have a back pain or I can't do this because my shoulder hurts or, oh, I used to do this, but now I can't anymore because I have pain. But the the truth is, if you don't work, I don't like to say work through the pain because they, we don't work through the pain, but there's a way of working around the pain, okay? Yeah. Working around the pain. you got to keep the body moving. The body is meant to move. If you stop moving, like you have a backache, now you're not going to do the things because of the back pain, then what is going to happen is you're going to have stagnation, right? And whereas stagnation is... Yes, and the blood is actually going to heal the injury. So that's why so many people with back pain, they say, I actually feel better when I work out. So it's kind of counterintuitive because usually when people have pain, they want to just be still and not move, but actually the working out is going to help you heal the injury. It's just working out in a smart way, not to deepen the injury. Absolutely. That's it. Because once the the, the area, the muscles atrophy, then now you're in real trouble, you know? So this is what actually... This is what we do, right? With the ergonomic strength training, we always find a way to put the body in a comfortable position where the body is supported, where the person can move 
in a way where it really actually doesn't hurt. You'd be surprised that you can change a movement by one inch or by just a slightly different angle or just a slight, very different way of doing it where all of a sudden it doesn't hurt. And now you can do the movements and slowly really rehabilitate the injuries. Fascinating. It really works. It really is Mm. fascinating. So before we wrap up, what is in your smoothie that you drink in the morning? I got (laughs) it. Okay. So I have a good protein. Is it vegan? Uh, You know, my husband, no, it's not vegan. Uh, Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not pea protein, let's put it, but it's a whey, you know, like, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, My husband. Stephen makes the 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 protein drink, so I I have to remember how he does it. So I have the whey protein. Then I have like a half a banana or some um, mango or some seasonal fruit, some chia seeds, some greens. Um, what Actual is this? Actual greens or powdered greens? Depending. Sometimes uh, it depends how tight on schedule we are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes powder. Sometimes uh, we are wholesaler for uh, vitamin companies and things. So we have a lot of uh, option in yeah. in that department, and uh, and some water. I think that's about it uh, I might have to ask him if I'm forgetting something but I think this is about it I'm lucky I I have my husband to make me my protein drink in the morning that is so lucky and then do you drink coffee or caffeine in the morning or you just drink your protein drink and then you head to the gym or on your walk yeah no I don't I don't drink coffee I I uh, drank enough coffee in my life to last me for the rest of my life <laughs> So I don't, do, not that I think it's necessarily bad, right? But uh, I, no, I'm not a coffee drinker. Mm. How long have you been off coffee? Uh, 15 years, maybe. Good for you. Yeah. That's, that's great. So if you could just leave my audience, because I love how you keep saying the word balance, because this show is called The Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. And we do want to teach people that you don't have to push and burn out and deplete your energy to do anything, right? To make money, to have a romantic relationship, to be happy, to be physically or even spiritually fit. So what would be your last advice for my audience on how to live the wonderful fitness lifestyle that you and Steven do? Well, I would say. Pick up strength training, prioritize it because time goes by fast and you don't want to end up in your 60s or 70s going, oh, I have osteoporosis or I have this or I have that because it does take time to build strength and it is harder as you get older to you know, build muscle. So just pick up strength training. I'll tell you a story. One of our students, okay, long ter- long time student, she's been with us for 20 plus years. She's in her 70s. 
All right. She does have osteoporosis. Don't think for a minute that it's so easy to reverse osteoporosis either. Okay. It is possible. But understand that muscle is the organ of protection. It's like the armor. It's like it, it will protect you. She took a very bad fall. Okay. Last year. And she has osteoporosis. When she went to the doctor, and she told the doctor about her fall. I mean, she got up from the fall. No problem. Just a little bruise. Okay. The doctor said that if it hadn't been for her muscles and her condition, she would probably be in a wheelchair now from the rest of her life. And understand that osteoporosis is called a silent disease because you will never know you have it until you break a bone and fall. Some people think that you fall and then break a bone, but often it's not that. You break the bone and then you fall, okay? Because the, bro the bone is so brittle. So pick up strength training, make it a priority and realize that those who don't have time for fitness will have to make time for illness later, right? Yes. <laughs> That's not my saying. It's a of derby, I think, but it is the truth. Okay, so, and don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow never comes. The time is now. And if, remember the saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So if you are on this podcast and you're listening to my conversation and you need help, then go to drfitnessusa.com and I want to offer everybody on this podcast a complimentary consultation. Just mention that you heard it on uh, the Balance Fabulous Balance Balance Show. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, and we'll be very pleased to honor you with a complimentary consultation. Amazing. Well, Batista, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and passion on the show. And I am inviting all the women listening to this, and I already invited you, Batista. I have been uh, coaching women now for about five years, and I've had so many success stories and breakthroughs. And they finish my coaching program and then I never see them again. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want to create a movement and a community. So every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, I am hosting a complimentary women's circle where women can come together and give each other love, support, accountability, and there's power in community. So Batista, you are invited. Any of your listeners listening to this are invited. All the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show listeners. I know there's a lot of men who listen too. Don't worry. I'm going to be creating something for you in the future. And I don't want you to feel left out at all because I know you want to be balanced, beautiful, and abundant too. But for now, it's a weekly women's circle Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we are taking you from overwhelmed and stressed out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Please share this podcast with a friend, 
And we are so grateful and appreciative for your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. And until we meet again, keep your vibe high and magnetize. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. If you or someone you know feels stuck and needs more abundance and balance in their life, please go to my link tree in the show notes to schedule your complimentary breakthrough call. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you on the next podcast episode.